and always under the grip of the web, the body says that this tanam is the seed of manifestation of Atma. This Atma asya amrutasya asyairasya Atmana. So body is the seed of manifestation of Atma that is bodyless. And the mortal body is the seed of manifestation of the self which is immortal. Nikat Atma that manifests through his body is altogether contrary in the nature of the body. That's most important. But this model, insignificant body, nevertheless is chosen as a seed of manifestation of Atma who is immortal and who is unembodied. Yasidam idrisham nityameva mutyugastam shariram. So one who possesses his body is always under the grip of death. Dharma, dharma janitattva, priya, priya, adhishthanam bhavati. His body is very seat. Adhishthanam of priya and of priya. The desirable and the undesirable the pleasant and the unpleasant, meaning that the body is always subject to the experiences of the pleasant and unpleasant. Because dharma, dharma janitattva, the body is a product of dharma and dharma, punya and papa. So the punya is the pleasant, so the papa is unpleasant. Tat adhishtika tadvan sashariro bhavati. Atma presides over that. But unfortunately, this body also becomes the locus of identification. Never sashariro bhavati. He becomes embodied, unembodied. Atma becomes as though the embodied. Because the Atma is presiding over the body, Atma possesses the body, and there is a habitual identification with the body. Wherever Atma has to become Sashariya, possessed the body. Asharira Svahasya Atmana. How can Atma is Asharira Svahasya? Unembodied in nature, how can Atma become embodied? Cannot become. Unembodiedness is the nature of Atma, therefore its nature cannot change, it cannot become embodied. So what does the Upanishad mean when it says that Atma becomes embodied? Aham shariram shariram evacharaham this notion that is created, Aham Shariram, I am his body. Shariram Evach, I am body alone. All that, I am just the body and nothing else. My body is mentally, body, mind, sense of incompetence. 
So this notion that is born of the identification body is called sasariratma. Not that Atma actually becomes embodied, but Atma is unembodied in that. This notion that I am the body and body alone I am is called being embodied. And as long as that last Atoi Grasta Priyapriyabhya, the body is always subject to the influence or effect of pleasant and pleasant. And then the one that is identified as body also is naturally subject to the effect of the pleasant and pleasant. This goes samsara. Navai sasharirasya satah priyapriyoho apahatihyasthi That cannot be cessation. As long as one is embodied, as long as one looks upon oneself as body, so long one cannot be free from the attack of the pleasant and unpleasant. Apahati, vinasa, uchela, santatirupayo, nasti. This comes as a, as a complete, you know, santati. In the succession of the pleasant and unpleasant, and there cannot be elimination of that. Tampuna dehavimana asharira sruva vijnana nivadira avivijnana. Asharira sruva vijnana. The vijnana knowledge takes place at asharira sruva. By sruva, by nature, asharira. I am embodied when the knowledge takes place. What's the nature of that knowledge? That never aviveka jnana. That notion that I am the body that is born of aviveka. Inability to separate the atma from anatma that created the notion that I am the body. When that viveka jnana takes place that I am the atma, the anam body. Naturally, the notion that I am body goes away. He, again, owns up his status of being unembodied. He becomes free from the influence of priya and priya, pleasant and unpleasant, meaning he becomes liberated. So, samsara is described here this way. That is called samsara where one is constantly subject to the effect of the pleasant and unpleasant, meaning effect of the dvandu or the pairs of opposites. So honor is pleasant, dishonor is unpleasant, praise is pleasant, sanction is unpleasant, comfort is pleasant, discomfort is unpleasant, etc. question was asked. If you say that the wise person becomes free from the effect of pleasant and unpleasant, 
But why should it become free from unpleasant? You would think that liberation means becoming free from the unpleasant. Why does Upanishad describe liberation of freedom as even becoming free from pleasant? Dharma dharma kāyeo sharīra sammandhino priyāpeo patiṣekasya vakṣitatvāt What is negated is pleasant, which is karma-phalam. So dharma and dharma give rise to respectively priya and priya, pleasant and pleasant. So when it is said that the wise person is free from the effect of free or the pleasure, it means that he is free from the effect of karma-phala. So pleasant here, what is negated is not happiness. What is negated is the pleasure that is coming as a result of the punya-karma. Pleasure is one thing, ananda is different because ananda is his nature. Even Shruti also cannot negate the nature. What can be negated only must be there which is not the nature. Therefore the Priya or the pleasant that is negated in case of the wise person will be not the nature of the self. It is something incidental. Meaning that is also nothing but bondage. Because to think that I am happy. What is meant by free or pleasant? So pleasant also is the nature of the situation after all. What do I call pleasant? A situation is called pleasant. When I am successful, pleasant. I am honored, pleasant. So forth. So what is pleasure when something else, something other than myself becomes the cause of my happiness? There is ignorance there. Well, I think something else makes me happy. Means that I am not happy by myself. Therefore, the expedient that I am happy because of something else also is only the realm of ignorance. Whereas here, therefore, the priya or the pleasant that is negated here is something that is incidental and not inherent. Vijnana, Ananda Brahma, Ananda Brahma, Chari Shrutibhya. Vijnana, Ananda Brahma is Vijnana, Ananda. Ananda Brahma is Vijnana, Atma, Nishiro, Ananda. That cannot be together. From the page 4 and 12. Nacha Atma Samsaritva. By nature, Atma is not Samsari. Who is Samsari here according to this? One that is subject to the influence of pleasant and pleasant. One of which pleased and displeased. There is Samsari. That is not the nature of Atma. That's the ahankara, it's the ego that feels pleased and displeased. Atma 
is transcend both pleasure and pain. Thus ātmana samsārikvam. Ātmā is not the samsāri. Avidya adhyasthatva ātmani samsārasya. Because samsāra is superimposed upon the ātmā, that I am samsāri, I am so and so, basically it is the identification of the body. That creates a sense of individuality. And that creates a sense of inadequacy. That creates a sense of unhappiness. All this is the result of the superimposition upon Atma. Nai Rajya Shuktika Gaganadishu Sarvaja Maladevi Mithyagnadhisthani Tesham Bhavantevi Just because you can superimpose silver upon a shell, snake upon a rope, the malinata or dirtiness upon the space, just by superimposing snake upon the rope, in fact, rope doesn't become snake or possessed of snake. Meaning that Jaropa superimposition does not in any way influence or affect the Rishthana substrate of which Jaropa superimposition is done. Etena sarishadirasya vyapeyohopadinastiri vyakyadam in this manner it is explained how as long as one is unembodied, as long as there is identification to body, so long one can never become free of the influence of pleasant and pleasantly dwindle. You can see also that the dream Atma becomes a prayer Atma experiences the unpleasant and painful thing in the dream, so becomes so, he is an experiencer of pain. Na apriyaveta ayaveti siddham says, no, we already established that certainly he does not experience pain in the dream also. Evam chasadi sarapariyas edhamudam adhayam edhubrahmeti prajapate vachanam. Because Prajāpati taught Indra in four installments. The first installment, the Ātmā was described as the Veda. Second installment is the dreamer. Third, the deep sleeper. And fourth, the Turiya Yenasa. But at each instant, Prajāpati said, Indra-Murdham, Ahayam Edad Brahmayati. Edad Amrutam, the Atma is immortal. Ahayam fearless. Edad Brahmayati Brahma. Vekar also is immortal, fearless Brahma. Dhima also is by nature immortal, fearless Brahma. The Dhisnipa also by nature is immortal, fearless Brahma. Then what would have Kuriya? So Prajāpati did not say simply that the fourth Pariyaya, 
In the fourth case, only the Atma is immortal, fearless Brahma. In each case, he repeated this. Yadiva Pajapati Chatnakya Chatnurupaya Shrute Ayat Pajapati Sela Shruti Sehiru Pajapati. So this is what Shruti says. Here the Kuru Pakshi is trying to prove that Atma is samsara because Atma is a pre-vetayavati. Indra himself described that Atma becomes the experience of the unpleasant in the, in the dream. So how do you say Atma inherently is a samsara? Meaning that citing this kind of statement, somebody is trying to prove that Atma is not a samsara. So, the Bhashyakara says that, look, this is what Prajapati says in each case. That he is immortal, fearless Brahma. Nacheta kutarka buddhya mrushagartam yuktam. By vain, false reasoning you cannot falsify what Prajapati says. Because Shruti, that is why Bhashyakara says, Yadiva Prajapati Chatnurupaya Shrutele Vajram. Somebody may say Prajapati, oh, which Prajapati after all? He is not an authority. He says, no, no, in the form of Prajapati Shruti, that is saying this. Satyameva Hare, therefore that Vajram has to be taken as Pramana. Tato Guru Tarasya Pramanantarasya Anupatte. There cannot be a pramanam that is superior to Shruti. Then Pratyaksha Pramanam is there, Nanu Pratyaksham Dukkhariya Prevetrutvam Abhivichari Anubhuvele Vichet. But everybody experience, you say that Atma is the nature of happiness, but everybody experiences unpleasant Apriyavetaya. Everybody experiences unpleasant. How will you Without any exception, everybody experiences pain. Now how do you say that pain is not the nature of Atma? There is no exception. In that, a person feels pain. So what? Everybody is equally ignorant, so everybody is born ignorant. And then everybody, uh, just because everybody says that I am unhappy, it doesn't make me Atma unhappy. It's very clear that I am not the body, because that Viveka is not difficult for that. Intellectually, at least one can see that body I am not, because I am the subject and body is the object. So even though it is very clear that body is not the Atma, still everybody says that Jinoham and decrepit, 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 an old man, I was born, I'm growing old, I'm dark, I'm fair, I'm dying, everybody says that. Just because everybody identifies with body and never says it doesn't make Atma Jinaha Bhutaha.
कर्मकांड कर्मेन्द्र मीमांसका कि क्षुद्रजंतव विवेकहीना स्वाद One craving is left and that's a craving for moksha of knowledge. Paramahamsa paribhrajakai. Those who have disassociated themselves with every kind of uh, vyavahara and completely separated themselves from samsara. Vedanta vijnana parai. And those who are totally committed to the Vedanta Vijnana, to Shravanam, Manam, Nidhyasanam. Tehi eva Vedaniyam, they alone can really know this. Prajapatyam chayam sampradayam amsaradvehi upanivadham prakana chitushtrayana. Imam Prajapatyam sampradayam. This teaching of Prajapati which has been imparted in these four stages, this can only be grasped by all those with those qualifications. Tatra sharirasya sampradasam prasadasya avidya sharin avishita avisheshatam Sashredana Samprapta page 414, line 10. This Samprasada Sashredana and ever has lost the distinction from the body, has become the body on account of identification of the body. Sri Raj Samuthaya Svedrupyanasa Avinishpattihi. How does he arise from this body? And how does he attain his true nature? Because of identification, become as though become the body. Sri-rāt-samuthāya, arising from the body, meaning from the identification of the body. Svenrūpeṇyatha abhinishpattihi, attainment of one's own nature. How does it happen? So, asarīra-vāvasantanna priyāpriyas-pruśadaya, how does it become asarīra? 
Tathavaktavya, that also has to be stated. And then on the page 414, the second passage says, <coughs> let us read that. Ashariro Vayuho Abhram Vidyuta Stanaitnuho Ashariraan Etani Tadyatha Etani Amushmat Akashak Samuthaya Param Jyoti Vusampadya Svena Rupena so here the example is given, illustration is given. Asharira, wow, Asharira becomes Sasharira. And now Sasharira becomes Asharira. Why Asharira? Why is unembodied, doesn't have a body. Chef Panyari Matit, I will add, does not a body like head and hand, etc. A Brahm light cloud also is no body, it has no shape, no fixed shape. With you, lightning also, a strike of, you know, a streak of lightning doesn't have any body. Stanait, thunder also doesn't have a body. Asharirani, Etani, all of these are unembodied. Tadyatha, Etani, Amushma, Akasha, Samuthaya. So, Paranjyoti, Rupasampadya, all of these become one with Akasha. So, when it is not the rainy season, in season other than rainy season, we do not see the clouds separately, we do not see the lightning, we do not hear the thunder, we don't experience those easterly and westerly gusts of wind, we don't experience that. So gusts of wind, the thunder, the clouds, the lightning, all of these experience only when the rainy season comes. The season, other than rainy season, they are all there. The fact that when the rainy season comes, that you see those, they experience the gusts of wind, you see those clouds, you see the lightning, you hear the thunder of the air, those, you know, so thunder. All of this is there. That means because there, now each one of them is manifest in its own nature. Thunder is thunder, lightning is lightning, clouds are clouds, wind is wind. So how did this happen? Param Jyoti Vasambhadya, all of them had become one with Akasha until then, into space. Meaning that they were indistinguishable from space. This was in winter and spring perhaps. And when the summer comes, Param Jyoti Upasampadya, when the sun becomes very hot, all these fellows are subjected to this extreme heat of sun, of, of summer. 
And because of that heat, they all get separated and attain their own state. So that's the idea. Param Jyoti Upasampadya. Having reached that supreme light, you can call it, which is the heat of the sun in this case, or light of the sun, which also is heat. How Svela Rubin, Avinishpadyante, all of them get established in their own nature. So, yatha etani amushmal akashat samuthaya. Samuthaya, they spring up from the akasha, that akasha, which is evident there in the, in the heaven. From that akasha, all of this spring up. When they come in contact with that supreme light of the sun, and gain their individual nature, meaning that they get established in their own nature. This is the example. Next page. Eva meva esha samprasadha asmat shariras muthaya param jyotir pasampadya svena rupena avinishpadyade sarutta purusha satatra pariyedi jakshat kidan ramavana Trivirva, Yanairva, Nyatirva, Nopadanam, Smaran Idam Sariram, Sayatha Prayogya, Acharane Yukta, Eva Meva, Ayam, Asmin Sharire, Rano Yukta, Eva may have a manner similar to that. Like the Vayu, etc., all of these, how they attain their true nature, a manner similar to that. Esha, Samprasadaha, this tranquil one, which is Atma. It is called Samprasadaha, tranquil one. Because in this new state, it attains that state of tranquility which is its nature in fact. In the deep sleep state there is nothing, particularly the ego, the ahankara, to deny that nature. And therefore it as though attains its true nature. So samprasadaha, the tranquil one, the serene one of the nature of ānanda, will become one with the body, like all those vayu, the cloud and all of them had become one with akasha. And were indistinguishable from the akasha. So also atma on account of identification with the body has as though become indistinguishable from the body. And just as the vayu and the cloud and the thunder and all of those when they were subjected to the supreme light, how they became separated and became established in their own nature, because now thunder roars as thunder, the wind blows as the wind, etc. Similarly also, in this one also, 
परम ज्योति उपसंपद्या Here Jyoti means consciousness. Param is not necessarily Param Jyoti, Supreme Consciousness. Your Jivatma also is a conscious being. Except that he feels that I am a limited conscious being, a spark of consciousness. So that I am a conscious being is known to Jivatma also. But that I am limitless consciousness is not known to them. So when that knowledge takes place, Svela Rupena Abhinishpadyade, he becomes established in his own nature and ananda. Saha Uttama Puksha. This samprasāra yena svedhirupena abhinishpadyate that his own true nature in which this samprasāra becomes established saha uttama purushāra that is uttama purushāra so that is the so uttama purushāra comes from here actually uttama purushāsthanya paramātme chidāharata Utpurusha, Uttara and Uttama. Ismat Sharmatitoham Aksharavisha Uttama. Atosminuke Vedesha Prasita Purusha Uttama. Sakshara, Akshara and Uttama Purusha, Purusha Uttama. And so, Prat Prasivodar, Bhandanimittar. So just as the rope becomes a snake because of this delusion, so also this Uttama Purusha has become a Jivatma because of this delusion, because of ignorance. And when the light is shown how that rope which had become as though becomes a snake now becomes established in its own nature as rope, so also this was established in its own nature as Uttama Purusha. Uttamaschato Purushaschayati Uttama Purushaha. So not only supreme, but one is Uttama as well as Purusha. One is limitless as well as Purusha means the one that is the self of all. So there also is the Purushana Uttama also. There Akshara Purusha, Akshara Purusha, Uttama Purusha. Here Akshi Purushaha. Svatna Purusha, Sushupta Purusha, three Purushas are described by Prajapati. Prajapati described the Akshi Purusha as a Vekar, Svatna Purusha, and Svatna Mahiyamanas Chari, and this Sushupta. Of all this, one it is Uttama Purusha. And so, he is Uttama, the most exalted among them. And Purusha, he is the Purnaha of the consciousness. Sam Prasanna Asari Ascha Svena Rupena Yadi 
What is true nature? Samprasanna, tranquil by true nature, asayiraha, unembodied by true nature. Sarasamprasadaha, svenrupena, tatra svatmani, svasthadaya, sarva uda pariyeri, tatra pariyeri. Sahutta Purusha sa tatra pariyeri. Tatra means what? Svatmani pariyeri. Tatra is not location. Tatra is seventh case. So earlier explanation given by a Purupakshi is that this wise person now he revels in Uttam Purusha. Uttam Purusha is one in that the wise person revels, so different from that. But no, no. Tatra means what? In his own Svatmani Pariyati. He now revels in his own self. Svasthataya Sarvabhuta Pariyati. Svasthataya the one who abides in his own self, Sarvatma Bhutaha, one who recognizes himself as self of all, Pariyate. He revels in that. <coughs> Sarvatma Bhutaha. He recognizes himself as the self of all. And therefore he has no freedom to be identified with anybody. Kvachit Indradhyatmana. So, jakshat kridat ramamanaha, eating, laughing, playing, reveling. Indrādhyātmana, sometimes he, because he is the self of all. So, as Indra, he is he, everything. As Indra and others, jakshata, hasan, laughing, Bhakshanva or eating, both are possible meanings there. Kridan, playing, sporting, strivihi, ramanaha, manasayava, he doesn't even have to require anything, just by his own mind, you know, he can, he can travel with anybody. Upajanavidam charidam nasmaran. Become free from any identity. That's important thing is unembodied means what? He is free from any awareness of the body. So that is what tatra pariyati. He revels in his own self means what? Unembodied self. So when now he is aware of the fact that I am unembodied, he cannot be simultaneously aware of the body also. He can be, but he need not be. So here he says, he is not aware of the body. Because unembodied self and the body, they cannot coexist in the same locus. Tattra Pariyati, if he revels in his own self, Svastadaya. So when he revels or identifies or he abides in the fact that I am Samprasada, Asari Roham, unembodied I am, at that time there cannot be simultaneously awareness of the body. Never, he does not even, he is not even aware of the body. When he is established in his nature as I am unembodied. At the same time, 
when he becomes aware of the body, still it is not an obstacle to his abiding in their own self because even when he becomes aware of the body, he is like any other body. So either you can say that he is not aware of the body or he is no more aware of the body as I am the body or it is my body. <coughs> कथम एक सन नान्यत पश्चने नान्यत श्रोती नान्यत फोर For this wise person now, two contradictory descriptions are available. Early in the seventh chapter, this Upanishad itself said, Nanyat Pashyati, Nanyat Shranoti, Nanyat Vijayanati, Sabhuma. So there is Bhuma. Where Nanyat Pashyati, one does not see anything other than oneself. Nanyat Shranoti, one does not hear anything other than oneself or does not know, meaning in this hearing, seeing, knowing there is no duality, subject, object, duality is not there. So literally it means that one does not see, does not hear, does not know, that is Bhuma. And now this passage says, Kamamsa Brahma Logikan Pashan Dramatedi Jaksat Kirat Ramamanaha Eating, laughing, playing, reveling or Brahma Logikan Kaman Oh, these are the objects of pleasure in Brahma Loka. And that he experiences and he revels. So, then he does not experience anything, that's a discriminated wise person in one place. Any experience, all of this is a description here. In the Viruddham, this is contradictory. The wise person doesn't see anything. Here he sees all, all sorts of things. Yatha ekaha yasmin evakshane pasyadi So tasmin evakshane na pasyadi. This is like saying that simultaneously he sees and does not see. So, in other Shruti, this has been already denigrated. Drashtu, drashte, vipare lopat, avipare lopat, pasyanneva bhavati. Drashtu, drashte, avipare lopat. In fact, you always see, you can say, he does not see, the same time he always sees. Both are right. He does not see, 
When it comes to seeing through eyes and ears, etc., he does not see because he is no more identified with them. But now when you say that he sees, when the act of seeing takes place, who really sees? Do the eyes see? But eyes themselves are, are chetana, inner. How can they see? So eyes in fact are also enlivened by something, by mind which in turn is enlivened by consciousness. So in the true sense, one who, consciousness is one who sees. Because when he is seeing, he sees that seeing is an action which can be only located in a conscious being. Seeing cannot be located in the unconscious thing. A table cannot see, chair cannot see. Now eyes and mind are not conscious beings. The only conscious entity that is consciousness, therefore ultimately when you say sees, the seeing belongs to only consciousness. So in as much as all knowledge ultimately is illumined by consciousness, that alone sees and hears a nitya drashta, nitya shrota. So to say that it always sees is also right. As consciousness, a wise person always sees and always hears. But when it comes to seeing through eyes and hearing through ears and knowing through mind, he doesn't. When he is not identified with them, he does not see through the eyes, does not hear through the ears, does not know through the mind. The same time, he is aware that I am consciousness. And therefore, both of these can be said simultaneously. <coughs> this was explained earlier, elsewhere. Drashtu anyatvena kamana amavatna pasyari chayari. He sees and does not see also. Because there is nothing else to see also. There is only one. So all of this was said in the Bhagavadanya. Yadyapi sushupte taluktam in Bhagavadanya Gopani. All description is with reference to the deep sleep. Muktasyabe sarvaikatvat samana vityabhava. Jukma Mukta also knows himself as self of all. Therefore, just in a deep sleep there is no duality. So also in the perception of a wise person there is no duality. Kenakam pashe dicha muktameva. Now again, for whatever reason the Shruti thinks that it also should explain. Prajavali said, Esha Akshini Purushaha. This Purusha, the conscious being in the eyes, Asharira Swarupa. Atma is unembodied. How can it be in the eyes? Apahada pātmatvā dilakshanā, ātmā apahada pātmā vijarāna vimṛttihu. Katam esha purusha, how can Prajāpani say that this purusha is in the eyes? 
ಸಾಕ್ಷಾತ್ಮ How can Atma be seen directly or immediately in the eyes? That also has to be stated. And so that passage that we just read, on the page 416, the last line, Sayatha prayogya asarane yuktaha evam evayam asmin charere pranam yuktaha Sayata prayogya. So one that is harnessed prayogya, like a horse, like a bullock. Acharane yukta. Acharane is in the vehicle. So just as a horse is harnessed to a vehicle. Evam eva in a manner similar to that. Ayam prana smin shaye yukta. This prana also is harness in this body prana is the jivatma here so is jivatma he can be seen in the eye that's the whole idea so there how the stand is given just as a horse is harnessed to a vehicle so also this prana the jivatma is harnessed to this body <coughs> so, so apparently this is the description which is how prajapati explains or the shruti explains or gives justification of why prajapati said ye esha akshini purusho drushyate tatra ko hetu akshini darshane tyaha so what is the purpose sarvai saying that is seen in the eyes so drishtanto yatha prayogya ಯಥಾಲೋಕೆ ಆಚರಣ ಆಚರಣ ರಥೋ ಅನುವಾ ತಸ್ಮಿನ್ ಆಚರಣೆ ಯುಕ್ತ ಆಕರ್ಷಣ ಜಸ್ಟ್ ಎ ಹಾರ್ಸ್ ಬುಲಕ್ ಇಸ್ ಹಾರ್ನೆಸ್ ಟು ಎ ವೆಹಿಕಲ್ ಫಾರ್ ಪುಲಿಂಗ್ ದಟ್ ವೆಹಿಕಲ್ ಇವಸ್ಮಿನ್ ಶರೀರ ಪಂಚವೃತ್ತಿ ಇಂದ್ರ ಮನೋಬುದ್ಧಿ ಸಂಯುಕ್ತ ಪ್ರಜ್ಞಾತ್ಮ ವಿಜ್ಞಾನ ಕ್ರಿಯಾ ಶಕ್ತಿ ಸಂಮೃಚಿತಾತ್ಮ ಯುಕ್ತ Similarly also in this body, Rathasthaniya, this body which is of the nature of Ratha. In, in Katho Upanishad, the body is compared to a chariot. So, there was a prana, panchagrutti, this prana, the vital air, panchagrutti which manifests prana, pana, vyana, udara, samana, ಇಂದ್ರಿಯ ಮನೋಬುದ್ಧಿ ಸಂಯುಕ್ತ ಪ್ರಾಣ ಅಗೇನ್ ದಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಯುನೈಟೆಡ್ ವಿತ್ ದಿ ಸೆನ್ಸ್ ಆರ್ಗನ್ಸ್ 
It's the whole central body. Prajñātmā. That prāna is equated to ātpajñātmā, on the individual conscious being, you know. So in the Kaushitriya Upanishad, the prāna and the pra- prāna and the prajñātmā both are equated. <coughs> Vijñāna kriya shakti dvaya sammurchitātmā. So, in short, ātmā is a sharīra unembodied. On account of identification to upādi, which is prāṇa is upādi. The reason why ātmā is called prāṇa is because ātmā is identified with prāṇa. By a prāṇa is meant not only the prāṇa of the vital air, but also the sense organs in the mind, subtle body. So therefore, in a secondary sense, ātmā is called prāṇa because prāṇa is the upādi of ātmā. Sammurchita-ātmā, therefore, the limitless ātmā is as though become individualized on account of the identification of prāṇā. <coughs> Yuktaha, that jīva-ātmā, that is the consciousness identified with the subtle body or prāṇā, also called prajñātmā because Prajna means the buddhi, so because he possesses the vijñā-shakti, so prajñātmā and kriyā-shakti, so prāṇā. Yukta, he is tied or is harnessed to this body. The jīvā-ātmā is harnessed to this body. For what? Svakarma phalopavoga nimittam niyukta. For experiencing the deserts of one's own karma, he has been as though tied or harnessed to his body. Kasminam utkranti utkranto vaishyami kasminva patishyade patishthasyamayati In Krishna Upanishad, this is what he said, that Atma thinks that what is it that I have identified with so that what departs from this body, then I will also depart that what remains, so I will remain in the body as long as something that remains in the body. What is it? Prana. Meaning that I will be in this body as long as prana is in this body. And I will depart from this body when the prana departs from the body. The jivatma. Ishparena rajna yavastaravadikari darshanasrana cheshtavyapare adhikrutaha so just as Ishvara Rajnayava, just as a king, appoints an officer, Sarvadikari, who performs all the actions on behalf of the king. So king appoints a minister or chief minister who performs all the activities on the on behalf of king. So also Ishvara is as though appointed this prana to perform all the activities on his behalf. Dashana, Shavana, Cheshta, Vyapare, Adhikrataha. All the Vyapare activities of Dashana, seeing, Shavana, hearing, Cheshta, all activities, this prana, so prana alone acts as though it is self. Prana acts as the self and performs all the activities on behalf of the self. 
तस्व तो मात्रा एक देश है चक्षुवेन्द्रियम रूपोपलब्धि द्वारा भूतम इट इज फॉर दैट दैट दिस चक्षु इज द इंद्रियम देंस ऑर्गन कॉल चक्षु इज रूपोपलब्धि द्वारा इट इज फॉर दिस प्राण जीवात्मा दट चक्षु बिकम दी द्वारा भूतम बिकम द गेट वे फॉर परसेप्शन ऑफ द कलर्स एंड फॉर्म्स सो दैट इज हाउ कैन आत्मा सी थ्रू द आईज Atma in the form of prana sees through the eyes. That is what is meant here. So we will now continue our discussion from tomorrow. Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purnahat Purnamudachare Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnamevasishchare Om Shanti Shanti Shanti. शंकर शंकराचार्य केशव बालनायण सूत्रभाष्यत वंदे भगवतरात्मे मूर्तिद विभाग्ये दक्षिणमूर्त नम ओ हरिओ श्री गुरु नम हरिओ